You are now tuned in from the desk of low. Brought to you by from the Dat Feeling Podcast Network. If you have a dream, go get it. Welcome back from the desk of low. I have with me, um, we did the interview a little bit different for this one too. Because for season three, I wanted to have all walks of life uh, appear on the show. Um, he's a huge name in the underground. You know, it's kind of funny how people can come a long way within, you know, just a, just this year, actually. Um, I have with me on the phone, uh, Mr. Trevor Lane. Yo, yo. How are you today, sir? I'm doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing very well, sir. Um, so, let's get into uh, a little bit of what you do, too, because um, I, I, I asked around about you, too. My man, God Bless Beats, uh, and my man, Flea Lord, uh, they told me that um, you, uh, you're a distribution for a lot of vinyl and cassette tapes. Yeah, I partly do uh, some distribution. I've been fortunate enough this year to have been blessed. I put out uh, 20 releases, and uh, I also help just a lot, of, a lot of guys with the artwork and uh, and stuff like that, and just, just help guys make connections and uh, just try and push the culture forward as much as I can. Are you, are you uh, also an artist yourself? Yeah, yeah, that's really how I got started and everything. I was originally doing artwork. Uh, like, really, the first big project I did was Conway Reject on Steroids. And after that, my artwork really took off. That artwork is fire, by the way. Thank you. Um, but by artist, too, I meant, like, as a, as a rapper, as I meant, too. I'm not sure what you mean. Like, um, did you use to rap? Yeah, I used to I used to rap. I do a little bit of producing. I do eventually plan on coming out with a project, um, you know, eventually. But you know, it's kind of been pushed to the backwards, which kind of makes sense to me now. You know, I've been making a lot of connections with a lot of important people. So by the time I do feel like it's ready, you know, I'll have the right people to send it to and talk to. So let's get into like the beginning of the Trevor Lane story. Like, let's say like the beginning of your company. Like, what made you want to start your company? So obviously, I started as a fan first, and you know this whole like uh, kind of underground movement. I guess you could say you know a lot of people say Rock Marciano started it, but you know this kind of underground independent hip hop movement. And, uh, you know, I was just a fan first, and I would be buying physicals myself. And uh, oftentimes, you know, I saw guys, you know, no disrespect to them, of course, but guys like Malcami or Zab Fahim was charging like a thousand bucks for a CD, you know, and then guys, you know, and, and then other guys, you know, they're charging pop-ups like, you know, Al Davino and stuff. And then I, uh, I at first, at first it pissed me off as a hip-hop fan, but then I realized that, uh, in general, we devalued hip hop as an art form where it's like basically worthless. And those guys realized how valuable it was. So I kind of, you know, that kind of inspired me. And, you know, I saw companies like Fuck Rap and, uh, you know, places like Cuff Kong and stuff popping up. And, you know, I saw they were doing it and Loretta and stuff. And I said, you know what? I, I, I could do this too. Yeah, because like, uh, you like, I see, I see the vision that you're trying to do, and like, with this, I need, like, 
with everything that like you know fat beats obviously like i just want to make sure that your vision is like what i what i'm just assuming as a fan you, you're trying to make like something like a next fat beats or something like that yeah, yes, I mean, I mean, you know, there's room for all of it. I mean, I, I've done, I actually have, uh, like, artwork I have in the bag that I actually can't talk about yet, which is done for Fat Beats. I did, uh, actually two other, two projects that I can't talk about that are getting put out by Fat Beats. And then a third one, I'm not for sure if you're familiar with Pace Wan from the outside. Oh, yes, I'm very Party. familiar. I'm a rap nerd, so yes, I'm very familiar. Yeah, so he just came out of a project with Mr. Green, so I did the layout for that. So I have some connections over at Fat Beats, so I'm not, in, you know, really trying to be a competitor. We, I think we can all of this together. There's, you know, there's lots of music to go around for all of us, I think. Oh, okay, so you're just trying to establish yourself as an individual alongside them. Yeah, I mean, I'm really trying to establish myself as uh not as as much as a label, but more of just an artist and, uh, you know, a fellow, yeah, just a fellow artist that came up with other artists to produce really, you know, like a, a handmade, a special project, you know, a piece of art that someone can collect that's limited edition. You know, I, I was really, really inspired by the, you know, the One of One Wu-Tang album that was made, and uh, that that really inspired me too, so... I really want to put the value back in our room. Yeah, that's kind of crazy how you said that, too. That was actually one of my questions. I was going to ask you if you were inspired by that. Um, because um, I noticed that you do, like, a lot of limited edition release cassettes. And, like, you send, like, a little card that you sign. And that, like, that shows that you're appreciative about that. What made you, like, want to add that little card with it? it I just saw, you know, no one else was really, you know... Doing doing something, you know. I saw the guys at Gourmet Deluxe. They're giving you a little letter, so I, I thought that was cool. I was inspired by that, but I thought, you know, the little certificate of authenticity that said, you know, this is a handmade product. Here's the number. Like I personally, trust me. There's there's nobody else. It's only me. I put I put the shit together. Everything by hand. The artwork. I fucking cut it out. I put it together. I pasted it together, and I shipped it to you all by myself so I just figured you know it's it's just added value I mean 30 bucks is expensive for a tape I'm not gonna lie but I, I think it's worth every penny yeah, because you, you put it's not like you just like oh, I'm just gonna throw this sticker on really fast you take your time with it yeah yeah and you know to be honest you know I'm, I'm like really running behind on orders and I'm doing my best to get them out you know but I'm just doing the best I can and getting them out as fast as I can and because I won't put out anything that's less than perfect. So, you know, I'm making sure everybody gets gets the right shit. And and you can rush out too, so that's good you take your time with it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm gonna, but one of my main goals in 2019 is to speed this shit up so people get their shit on time because I know how it is as a customer. A lot of people, you know, luckily, I've been luckily fans that completely understand I'm good customer service. I get right back to everybody explaining that I'm sorry and they're cool as hell. But, you know, obviously, as a customer, I'll be pissed off too. It takes a long time, you know, sometimes. Yeah, not a lot. Everyone's not understanding. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, um, also, too, um, you're also uh, working with artists too. Um, did you, you come, you must come across a lot of dope underground artists that hit you up all the time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I've been you know hit up by a lot of guys who I like and respect and would love to work with, but unfortunately, right now there's just so much stuff that I have to turn down because I, you know, I, I already have obligations to other guys that I haven't fulfilled, and I'm you know I'm a man of my word, so I can't promise something I can't deliver on, you know. Yeah, and, and see, that's good that you go back and finish what you started instead of leaving it half done too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta be careful. Yes, very. Um, when I, because I always do my research on my guests too, and um, I noticed that um, I heard him a few times actually, but um, I was wondering for the people who don't know, can you explain who Sauce Heist is? So, um, you know, it's 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 a weird story how I met Sauce. I, I actually met him at the uh, Griselda on steroids show at uh, Webster Hall. Uh, and uh, I didn't, I didn't know he, who he, who Sauce Heist was at the time, but we just happened to be standing next to each other. And uh, like a month, like a few months later, he had, he just happened to DM me and he said, "Hey, were you the guy standing next to me at the concert?" And I said, "Yeah." And uh, kind of from there, we just you know became good friends. And uh, you know, I, I think uh, Sauce is one of the most important artists of our time. He's really, he's really just getting started, and he's getting better literally with every verse and if you really listen to some of his shit he has some of the most complex uh rhymes out there and he's a very smart and uh talented and dedicated individual would you say because i noticed that he's in your bio would you say that you would ma- manage him or mentoring him yeah i mean i guess you know we're, we're, we're like uh, we're partners but yeah i manage him i mean you know if, if someone needs a verse like Literally just yesterday, you know, I, I I've been in contact with the producer and we we arrange a verse sources literally literally before I got off the phone with you, I was on the phone with Sauce and he's recording the verse right now. So okay, I, I, you know, I I act like a verse. We're we're going up to um, Shade Forty Five on the twenty fifth. The show will actually air on the twenty seventh, which is Sunday night, ten to twelve. Uh, I'll be up there with Sauce Heist and Jay Royette on the uh, Rap's Out of Control with DJ Eclipse. I'll make sure everybody tunes into that. Yeah, Rap, rap Out of Control be having a lot of people up there I interviewed. Um, would that, <clears throat> that that wouldn't be your first time at Shady 45, or is it? Yeah, yeah, that's my first time up there, yeah. Oh, okay, well congrats on that, sir. Thank you, thank you. Um, also, too, um, you also did distribution with a few of my guys. Uh, they're very good people, especially Bless. Uh, God bless very good people. Um, just wondering, too, how did the Lord Targ Volume 2 distribution come about with uh, Flea Lord? So, uh, long time. It, it really just kind of happened organically, I guess, through Instagram, like a long time ago when uh, Flea was posting pictures of... Um, a track that he was on uh, I Want Out with, um, what's his name, from uh, Infamous Mob. Uh, oh, Big Twins. Big Twins, right. So he was posting that track. So I sent, I just out of nowhere, that was like when I was just getting started doing artwork. So I just made up artwork real quick. I sent it to him. And uh, he's like, yo, I want to use that for the cover, as a matter of fact. So it ended up being the cover of I Want Out. And, uh, you know, Flea, Flea, one day, he just invited me out to the studio out in Brooklyn. And since then, we just, you know, we, uh, we kicked it since then. And, you know, uh, you know, when I, I, when 
I heard he was making more talk too. I said, hey man, we got, we got to put out the tapes. And he said, let's do it. I was tapes sold out. <laughs> I was trying to get one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I knew it would. I mean, you know, obviously Westside Gun and Conway were on there. Those guys are big names. Not that, not that Flea wouldn't have sold out by himself, but obviously anything with those guys sells out. Oh yeah, Definitely. most those beats hit hard too, especially that kill him with the rest of Crime Apple. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, in my opinion, you know, that's like one of the you know the top three albums this year is. Oh, it know, definitely. I put that in my top three, actually. Yeah, yeah, that you know that album, Source Heist, and uh, Now the Pirate, you know, top three albums this year, in my opinion. Um, so, could you manage Sauce Eyes? Um, is there any other artist, um, in the underground scene that you manage? Uh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm doing a, a, I mean, like a little bit of management with Jay Royale. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of working together hand in hand with pretty much everything that he puts out. So, uh, you know, we have a lot of stuff. Uh, I can't talk about a lot, but we're coming out with a track real soon. Uh, Jay Royale and Ito, which is fucking fire. Um, he's got another one with Supreme Cerebral, that's fire. He's got one with uh, Jay Cyanide, that's fire. And uh, he's recording a whole other album at the same time as well. So, you know, and then uh, the Ivory Stoop, uh, there's only three copies left of the tape on my site. And then the album uh, pre-orders are going to be in January. So also, so also too, um, with uh, JL Royal, too, um, you done like a lot of art artists that are well known, like like a court mega release. I seen that you done for um the done for the true meaning. Is there any artist yeah. out there that you done more limited runs for, like a court mega that people may know of? Uh, like say like uh somebody bigger than Cormega, you mean? Like, no, well, like 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 a more well known rapper, let's say. Um, the project that's coming out that I can't talk about is hosted by probably one of the biggest hip-hop legends that is in ever existence. I can't, I can't announce it yet because the artist hasn't announced it yet. So, but I'm really proud of that. Um, not, not as of yet. You know, I did the reject on steroids. I was pretty proud of that. You know, that was hosted by DJ Green Lantern that had Royce 59 on it. Um, you know, and then the AWAR tape that we put out with, you know, he, he had a star-studded lineup, which had, you know, uh, Jadakiss, Styles P, Raekwon, Cormega, um, you know, Anthony Hamilton, production by, you know, Lord Finesse. So, you know, that was, you know, pretty important to me. Oh, yeah, that's DIC right there. Yeah. Um, also, too, with um, with everything that you got going on right now, what what are some of the artists, because I believe you can speak things into existence, what are artists that you would like to work with in the future? Um, you know, I def in 2019, you know, I definitely have plans. You know, I'm, I'm really trying to build a lot with the artists that I've already built with. I mean, Sauce Heist and Jay Royale are my guys. I'm really interested in getting them going. Um, you know, the guys from uh, Heist Life, Ty Dale and Baby Main Heist, um, I think those three are, are, are three re really talented guys. I really want to focus on pushing those guys. Um, I'm going to be pushing the album by, we just dropped the single on at uh, on New Year's Eve with uh, Enox and Who. The album, the album is produced by Chupa Deducer. 
Uh, I'm mixing and mastering it. This shit is crazy. Um, so that's definitely going to go. But, you know, uh, I'm, I'm like a really big fan of um, uh, SD Knack. I, I think what he's doing is, re- is really dope. I really like Code 9. You know, so I, I, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to those guys to work. Um, I did some artwork for, uh, you know, Rome Streets. You know, I've been in contact with him a lot. I think he's also one of talented. We have actually some stuff in the bag that's uh, going to be announced soon. So. so would you say that um, bringing back cassettes and vinyl would be the wave of the future and you're on it like ahead of your time type of thing? I think what like if I had to predict like what's what I hope what I hope is happening is that you know streaming will be a way that obviously some masses you know the masses will always listen to something that's free and it's brainless to listen to but uh, I think people will start appreciating rap and the phys- physical forms of rap like vinyl cassette and CDs and such as like a true piece of art form that's collectible and you know, collectible like a piece of fine, a, a painting or anything like that. So, uh, you know, it's really trying to create, you know, I, I, I feel, I like to call it like, you know, you know, we've thrown around the term, you know, the new golden golden age, uh, you know, the new golden era, because, you know, there was like a golden era, but I like try to call it the new golden age, where it's more like a, a, a renaissance, where we're really reinventing what hip hop really is, where it's, it's a true art form and especially you know with things like you know the latest of vinyls that we're doing like that is recorded in Brooklyn and it's physically cut in real time in a, into a piece of plastic like it's handmade from start to finish like literally you know it's a real piece of art like you know the people who got the 10 copies of you know um, the saw sauce like that's a real handmade piece of art, you know, it's every single piece of it. So It's not like you know, no I, machine I think, made, yeah. You know, we're really trying to create, like, a renaissance. So, like, do you keep, like, um, because you do a lot of work, well, from what I've seen on your Instagram, do you keep, like, a cassette, a vinyl, and a CD for each um, project that you're affiliated with, or did you help do a limited run with? Just as a Yeah, reminder? yeah, I, I mean, whenever we come out, so, whenever we, we do a release let's say there's like 30 copies we always made because the artists will get promo copies to keep themselves and I always uh, of course keep a few copies and then you know uh, I, I have connections with you know a bunch of media outlets so I'll be sending copies you know to those guys as well well, that's good that you always keep some for yourself, too, like, because, like, it just as a, a reminder, as, like, you know, as, like, yeah, I did that in this year. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm a big collector. I have over 10,000 vinyl and, oh, and Jesus. you know, plus 100 cassettes, you know. Um, what do you, like, because, like, I'm I'm just getting into vinyl because I noticed like how it sounds. It's like a more warmer sound. I'm just wondering too, um, because you're probably a lot older than me. So I'm born in '91. Um, what do you prefer listening to, um, cassettes or vinyl? When I'm at home, I I mostly listen to vinyl. Um, you know, cassettes have a different sound. You know, I, I have a reel-to-reel machine in my studio, which I'll bounce, you know, like uh, drums and stuff, too. You can't really 
fake, that analog sound. It's not that it sounds better or worse, it just sounds different. Okay. So, like, um, with everything with vinyl, having, like, so much vinyl, too, is it hard to store all of it? Like, do you have, like, a, is it, like, a showcase or something like that, or you just keep it in crates? Um, I have, I have the shelves from Ikea, and I have crates, and it also takes over my entire house as well. But it, it's close to an, uh, an obsession. I've, I've way too many. You know, vinyl... I'm still even looking for that CD, too. It's an all-time underground classic. Uh, and I'll be amazed if you have this. Uh, Internal Affairs. Yeah, no, no. I don't. I actually, you know, I actually got rid of all my CDs and uh, a long time ago. And actually, I have a big collection now again, but uh, I have nothing over it, unfortunately. Yeah, with those raucous releases, oh, man, those are, those are definitely up in value now. Yeah, yeah, of course I had all those. So, also, too, with that, too, would you ever think that, let's say, like, in, I don't know, 40 years from now, some of your things would be viewed as a raucous release? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, that's that's really, that's what we're working for. I think, um... I think I know some of the, some of these guys are you know are going to be treated as legends. You know they're going to be around for a long time. Yeah, you can and, tell. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm just trying to make a name. You know, for myself. I, you know, I've been in, I've been into it for such a long time. I've really wanted to do it for such a long time, and, and uh, you know I've learned a lot of business. I think now is time for me to really jump in and uh, you know help some guys out that I think can make it and make my own impact at the same time. So, as yourself, as an artist, who would you like to work with? Um, That's definitely, definitely, definitely Redman. You know, he's he's one of my favorites. Um, you know, I I love Wu Tang. I was we were fortunate enough to get Hellraiser on the on the seven inch vinyl. That was uh he he he's has a relationship with Little Maker, so I was pretty happy about that. Um. You know, like I said, I mean, I I really just want to support the underground movement. I'd, I'd like to work with SCNAC. I'd like to work with, uh, you know, Cold Nine. I, I, you know, obviously, you know, Nas is my favorite rapper. I'd love to work with him, but, uh, you know, I really wasn't a big fan of his last album. I don't know what he's doing. You yeah, know, me so, neither. You know, so, uh, you know, I, I'd like to work with these underground guys. If we, if we, could, we can make something. Uh, I, I'm I'm confident we can uh, we can really bring the uh, this into the mainstream and uh, we can all you know start eating off it and make it the right way. Would you ever consider doing A and R? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, uh, I'm I'm open to, to any possibilities. You know, whatever whatever gets the music out there, really. You know. So, like I said. Um... I believe in, like, bridging the gap, too. When you were coming up, too, <clears throat> who are you listening to outside of rap? Or were you, like, always like me? I listen to other music, but I'm literally just straight rap. Yeah, I would say 90% of what I listen to is hip-hop. I'll listen to, like, stuff like Anderson Pack and Frank Ocean and, oh, okay. like, Dream. I listen to like some R&B and like some soft gay shit. 
also. <laughs> no, it's um, all good. I love a little bit of Frank Ocean. That dude can hit some melodies. Yeah, yeah, no, I really like Frank Ocean. I listen to that type of stuff. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, ha I have 10,000 records, so, like, and I do a lot of, like, sample digging and fucking around with my NPC, so I listen to, like, all kinds of records all the time, so. So if, um... You know, I, oh, go ahead, I sir. I listen to everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, 90% of the time I'm listening to hip-hop, So, from a Trevor Lane's standpoint, too, um, what would you say... Who who would you say that had, like, the best underground song of 2018? Who had the best song of 2018? Like, underground-wise, not mainstream-wise, so... Uh, um... Honestly, it's for me to pick. Did, did, did the cow by Conway come out? Oh, sorry. What's that? So you're cutting out. The uh, the song "The Cow" by Conway. Does that come out this year? Uh, I actually got that. Okay. I know it's a tough question. I just like coming up with unique questions like that, too. Yeah. Picking one song, man, it's super hard. I was going to put out like a top 20 like album list, but I was people off, so I'm not going to do anything like that. So with everything that you, you've done, would you ever consider putting out like a Trevor Lane Greatest Hits project featuring like everybody you worked with but like just a one song by them like on a tape or something like that so we actually have what we have plans to do right now is myself and Widowmaker we've already came out the first one it was called Beast with Kay Burns um you know so basically what I'm trying to do is every artist that I'm putting a project out with in 2019 I want them to also put out a single with Widowmaker which will release for free, you know, uh, on my band camp. And then once I have, like, at least 10 songs, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put those together, and I'm actually going to put out a free tape. All you'll have to do is uh, pay for shit. And uh, I'll probably only make, like, 100 copies or something, but you know, get free tape. All you have to do is pay for shipping, and uh, that's that. So that'll be, like, a compilation of sorts. And I, I have some... I have some uh, pretty interesting uh, theme albums that aren't written in stone yet that I can't really talk about, but I think it's some new stuff that, that's never been done before, so I think it's going to be a really interesting year. It's all about elevating the culture and pushing it forward, too. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be some really new and exciting stuff that people are really going to enjoy. If, if, if it works out, I, you know, I've tried some, some stuff that, you know, I made a lot of mistakes in 2018, but, you know, I learned from them all, and I, I think we're going to have a really good year in 2019. Would, would you, um, with, like, cassettes and everything like that coming out, I mean, like, um, making a comeback, would you ever consider making like a documentary of like everything you've done and selling it like as a DVD because I believe those will come back yeah yeah I mean we actually uh, you know I've, I've had a few discussions with uh, Thaddeus Gold about actually making a VHS 
and uh, putting that out. So we 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 might we might be doing something with that. That might be kind of cool. Man, I hope these kids know what that is. Yeah, yeah, we might have to sell them the the VCR as well. But. <laughs> yeah, I never thought about that. Actually, because like I know what it, I grew up. In, I was born in ninety one, so I'll obviously I know what that is too. But um. You keep it very, very nineties too. And um when you when you were inspired by that Wu Tang track by that Wu Tang album, as a fan, what did that make you feel knowing we will never be able to hear that within like I think it was like seventy nine years or some some number like that? Yeah, I mean I was pretty upset. I, I know that uh it was like a, a surprise showing at the MoMA where they played I think four uh, like maybe five tracks. They didn't like did not advertise that at all, so I could not make it. It it was supposed to actually go on tour, where you would you would go in the stadium, you would like check your cell phone at the door, everybody would get a pair of headphones, and you would like sit down and listen to the to the album. I thought it was supposed to go on like a world tour, and then they were going to auction it off. But uh, unfortunately, that never happened. Um, you know, I know Screlly; he played some of it on YouTube, so I listened to like the shitty version. Um, you know. Unfortunately, that got fucked up. I have a feeling we'll hear it soon, you know, but I, the whole thought of it, you know, I, I, the whole Wu-Tang, they, it seemed like they were really upset with it, but I, I saw the bigger the bigger picture that, that it did. It, it really increased the value of music in general and really changed the entire way to look at it. Yeah, because, like, if you think about it, that's like the modern-day Mona Lisa to us. Exactly. Uh, I I still say Ghost Fisher slapped slapped the hell out of Shakrelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. He doesn't have it anymore. So I, uh, we'll see what happens with that. You yeah. know, maybe we'll get there. Exactly one day. Um, and also too, uh, Mr. Trevor Lane. Uh, I don't want to take up most of your time too, but um, I um I interviewed a lot of well-known rappers that you may know of, like a Crooked Eye or Raz Kaz or Petey Crack or Buckshot or General Steel. Um, this is a question that asks all of them too, and I want you to be included on that list. Um, you got any words for somebody in a dark place trying to see the light? Yeah, man. I mean, um, you know, I, I personally I've been having like a real rough time these past couple months, but you know, there's always uh, you know, uh, in order to see the light, uh, you know, you got to see see the darkness. So, um, you know, shit, shit always gets better, and there's always a better day. And uh, you know, you just got to keep trucking and just keep working your hardest. And, and, be, and you know, I think if you, as long as you're doing every day what you're passionate about and and, and working hard, you know, uh, you know, I, I think everybody can make it. I think everybody got a place in life. You know, and uh, nobody should be ashamed of, of anything they're doing, you know. And as long as we all uh, live our life to the fullest, you know, I, I think we're all doing our best, you know, so. And a great answer, Mr. Lane, um, too. Um, also, I understand that you're a very busy man, and I appreciate right. that answer. Um, is there anything that you like to plug in before I let you go? No, I, you know, I just think uh, everybody should, you know, keep keep an eye on IamTrevorLang.com. Follow me at IamTrevorLang on both Twitter and Instagram. Um, you know, I post a lot of good stuff on there. I've been really sick recently, so it's been kind of dead, but I post on there a whole lot. Um, you know, I'm coming with a lot of good stuff. I'm de- debuting 
fucking shit all the music. So if you want to hear it first, uh, definitely keep an eye on there. Um, you know, like I said, make sure you guys listen on September 27th on uh, Sirius XM, Shade 45. We will be on there from 10 to 12. Uh, both myself, Sauce and Jay Royale. And with that being said, that's another episode from the Desk of Low featuring Trevor Lane. I appreciate you, Trevor Lane, and we're definitely going to look out for everything in the future, and I'm always loyal to my guests, so whenever I get a chance, I'll cop a tape or two, sir. Oh, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I appreciate you too, sir.